Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made is a Myth Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that achieving success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we're taking time to recognize the folks who have helped us to excel. I'm excited to have an entrepreneur with us today from Indiana. My guest mixes a sense of humor into science. Uh, and entrepreneurship to help reduce stress and better communicate uh, important points that he's articulating. Uh, he walks his dog every night, and he he joked that the dog has trained him to do that. Um, and here's the cool part. He doesn't uh, carry any electronic devices with him, so it gives him the opportunity to to clear his mind and, and unwind at the end of each day. He is most proud of the choices that he has made in his life, and uh, has gotten to the point where he can accept the ups and downs without losing energy and passion. It is my pleasure to welcome Rajesh to the show today. Hello, Rajesh. How are you? Hello, Tim. Very good. And uh, first of all, thanks to you for having me on your show. And uh, I really appreciate uh, all your effort uh, ever since we first met and then all those uh, reminders through personalized, personalized card and uh, through text messages and email, really appreciate your uh, professionalism and make uh, uh, make the guests to feel special on your show. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate the feedback. Well, let's start with having you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, and maybe some of your hobbies. Hello, everyone. Uh, once again, first of all, nice to have you. Uh, nice to be on your show. Uh, my name is Rajesh Periyanayagam. And uh, I was born and uh, raised in the southern part of India um, in a small town. Um, I did all my schoolings and um, um, college education, undergraduation, everything in that uh, nearby town. And then I moved out of my state for higher education, like master's and then uh, PhD. And uh, I completed PhD, everything, all my education I completed in India. And then I came to United States uh, in 1999, I believe, uh, 1999, um, as a visiting research scholar. Uh, during my PhD, I came to Washington State University, Pullman. And uh, after completed my PhD, I continued um, as a postdoctoral fellow in w Washington State University and also at um, University of Missouri, Columbia for a short time. Then I moved to Indiana for uh, to work for corporate, and since then I have been in Indiana. So I I fondly call my career journey as uh, approximately ten thousand six hundred miles of uh, journey from India <laughs> to Indiana. That's what I fondly I call that. <laughs> so all of that just to add a couple letters. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. Rajesh, what's a funny story that your uh, family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Um, I can tell you a lot of things. Uh, but uh, one thing I would say is what, uh, I strongly believe that uh, whatever we are now is because of something happened uh, when we were in our childhood, What when we were in the childhood. So I strongly believe in that. Whether it is good or bad, either uh -huh. way. Um, but there are certain things gets uh, uh it becomes part of our life after we become adult but most of the impact you can see from your childhood so one such impact is um, 
my family is uh, basically uh, is uh, talented uh, in terms of uh, you know other than sports i would say my father is a writer and uh, he write, he used to write novels and all of them back in india in our mother tongue and my brother is an excellent uh, writer so i do i also have a little bit of those genes in me i would say but i have published more on the scientific articles and also i have published some novels and articles like that but the fun part is uh, my family encouraged me of all our siblings my my mother and everybody encouraged me to enact reenact what you saw in some movies in a movie scenes and all of them uh-huh. but i love to do that i mean because they were asking and they were laughing and because uh, i they especially asked me to reenact the comedy scenes okay so i end up doing that so that probably became part of the, that sense of humor what i had that uh-huh. became part of me and also that acting part uh, you know what i was doing that also got into me so that helped me to do some stage performance during my college time and uh, go and present uh, in eloquent competition and uh, so on and so forth so all those uh, new the talents what i had what i have right now probably it started at that moment i feel Yeah. So I I'm thankful to my family for although it is a funny thing but it made a positive impact in me. Oh, so that's, that's awesome. what I want to say that. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah. Rajesh tell us how did the how did your business come about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could start a business? Um if you ask me the question um uh in 2015 I have no idea. I no answers for that question. Okay. <laughs> so because I can precisely say the time when I had that uh, thought of starting my company. Okay. Um. Um. See, I, I, I uh, like I mentioned, I had the uh, extensive career in both academia and industries in high corporate. I worked for it, so I never thought of uh, starting my own business at any time until then. Mm-hmm. And um, but. uh um, when i was working in corporate i used to be innovative you know i i some i i came up with many ideas i ran some projects and all of them so that uh, probably the innovation has been there in my mind for quite some time without me realizing that honestly mm-hmm. i would say that it was naturally coming like this so but during that time I'm, all my research is basically application of uh, various molecular technologies for crop improvement genetically so i use various technologies from the first generation to the most recent technologies like sequencing technologies and all of them so but i have seen both plus and minuses of both the sides um, but i did realize when the new next generation sequencing technologies there was a gap between the scientists and the data so that was in my mind for some time what to do about that but i never thought that would be the idea of starting my own company at that time and then um, so, i mean when we were discussing among colleagues we were just talking about startups and all of them so what is startup uh, i wanted to know about that so i was searching browsing for information then i watched on youtube uh, there is a series of uh, uh, you know classes uh from stanford entrepreneurship uh, uh school or something so i watched each and every one of them around i think 23 um 
uh, episodes are there. I uh, once I went through the whole thing, I didn't understand any of them, but I liked the idea of the entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's all it matters. So then I was trying few ideas when I was in the job. I was having a job and I tried few ideas to commercialize how to do and all of them I was learning, but nothing went beyond a certain level. And then I realized that if we want to do something on our own, so we have to put 100% uh, of our time. So that is the only way mm -hmm. we can uh, make uh, build a company and all of them. Yeah. So then that was the point, I would say turn point. But uh, I sought the idea of entrepreneurship for two years in my mind. Okay. And then I took uh, necessary things to learn about how to uh, sell, you know, how to develop products, because that I know we being in R&D for quite some time but how to convert R&D to revenue, mm. right? So that is the important thing, right? So I went to, um, uh, instead of going to MBA, I went to work for a comp uh, Roche in business development areas where I worked with all those, you know, salespeople and customers and all of them. So all of them actually trained me what to do, but mm. although I, I wouldn't call myself an expert at that time, so then, I started Karyosoft with the idea which I had in uh, when I was at uh, corporate. Uh -huh. And then since then, the journey started that. Fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit more about the company. What do you guys do? How do you help folks? Exactly. Yeah, I'll be happy. This is more important, right? So we are uh, Karyosoft. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, there is a gap between uh, the genomics data of an organism and the scientists because scientists, uh, the new next generation sequencing technologies require computational skills, which scientists typically lack, uh, like me. So that problem is still there because that uh, the whole technology is just uh, 15 years old since they commercialized. So it's a very budding, but rapidly growing market, the genomics market. So the gap is still there. And the, uh, nowadays, many of the work has become routine nowadays. There was a time those that Part of the workflow was uh, 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 require computational biologists, but uh, right now it became routine. So, but the gap is still there. So that is the mission of us. So what uh, Karyosoft does is we uh, focus on building in-house genomic software solutions for scientists to improve R&D efficiency and accelerate innovations in agri-genomics and life sciences enterprises. Wonderful. So that is our mission. Mm -hmm. Our vision is to become industry leaders in providing simple to use genomic software solutions for the scientists to drive innovations. So our aim is to become top five in genomic software solution providing company in the next uh, five to seven years. That's our goal. Awesome. Fantastic. So, Rajesh, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it even though maybe you didn't think you could and the impact that person had on you. I cannot uh, pinpoint one person for that. Okay. Uh, there is a group, I mean, at different stages of the people I got pushed by uh -huh. different group of people. Okay. And I still look forward to the future also. Okay. <laughs> but I can tell only up to today. Okay. Um, see, like I said, uh, when I first started the company, I had I didn't I didn't know what entrepreneurship is, and then I have no knowledge on uh, uh, that angle. My impression was I'm running a business. That was the small business. That was my idea. Meaning, I uh, 
develop a product and then I sell or keep the store open, people will come and buy things. That was my idea of uh, Kerryosoft initially when I started that. So <laughs> then uh, fortunately within uh, as soon as, uh, within few months, I got connected to Purdue Foundry at that initial stage. Mm. So, and I went through their, uh, the Firestarter and market validation program, which was the eye opener for me at that time. That I would call that entrepreneurship 101. So I went through the program and everything was totally new to me. Uh, what, uh, what is the problem? I mean, the, what the, how to uh, prepare a, a, a pitch deck, mm-hmm. you know, that includes problem and solutions and then your financial projection and business model and advisors team and all of them. So every, that 10 slides, which uh, typically every investors look for, those are all new to me, mm-hmm. which was not the idea I had in my mind. So I'm first, I wanted to be thankful to them to push me to learn entrepreneurship 101. Mm. Okay, so that is the first stage. So after we grew a little bit higher, I got more matured and all of them. Then the next phase came uh, where um, we wanted to have a business model for software because what we develop is software solutions. What type of business model would be appropriate for that? So that when we reached that stage, we got the help. We got into generator program, which is G-Beta Indie Spring 19. Uh, at that time, only five people per cohort from all over Indiana would be selected. It's a competitive program. We were lucky to got into the program. And there, there we learned that a lot of people helped us to build a nice business model and networking and all of them. So from there, we went to the next stage, next ecosystem, like Health Wildcaters Accelerator Program, which is another prestigious one uh, from um, uh, Texas. So we got selected to that and then we became part of that ecosystem. So there it's a life sciences focused mm. where solutions like ours would be uh, beneficial. Uh, it's easy to look for uh, customers and then new market, we, uh, we got the opportunity to understand and all of them. So I would say that these are the three uh, people, three ecosystem at different stage of our company came and pushed us to <laughs> learn what entrepreneurship is. So now I am much more knowledgeable about entrepreneurship than how I started uh, my company <laughs> so initially. But there is still learning curve there. So we are, I, I'm open for learning. Yeah. So as now my learning is more, it became more specific. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the improvement I saw in myself. So. I like the uh, the lifelong learning philosophy that you're sharing. That's awesome. So to that point, what's your biggest learning so far as an entrepreneur? <laughs> there is a plenty. It is very, it's not, I, it's not, uh, I cannot say one thing, but <laughs> number one, I would say that is when you are, uh, uh, when you are an entrepreneur running a startup, the growth is not linear. Mm. That is the number one lesson, which is that is what I had in my mind when I first started. Sure. But then it happened. So if you want to go to uh, from point A to point B, it is not just straight road or, or this way. It it goes in very vertical <laughs> way and then goes. It, it, the distance may be five minutes if you go in the straight line, but 
journey will take several hours, sometimes sometimes days. Yes. Okay, sometimes months like that. That is the biggest learning. So the reason why I'm emphasizing that point is because of the time and then not linear, the entrepreneur, uh, as an entrepreneur, I developed some skill sets, meaning be, being patient <laughs> and uh, being thick-skinned and, uh, you know, all, all those new learnings, which was, uh, uh, see, when you worked in a corporate and when you started all over again, it's a two different uh, mindset, two different dynamics. Yes. Okay. So you have to have, you have to be adaptable for both the condition. So that is new to me. Uh, it's not that I was uh, very prepared all of them. So all those flexibility, uh, adaptability, patience, being thick skin, all those new skill set I learned because of that particular learning that growth is not linear. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that, that picture of, or, or what you described there of, it could be a seven minute direct journey or a, a seven hour re yeah. real journey. Um, the, the mindset of, uh, of an entrepreneur or a business owner, we, we do have to go through a, a re-education, right? Because yep. the, the way that we're taught to think and act as an employee is very different than what's required of us to, to have success, um, as the, the one in charge and, uh, you know, making the decisions and, and going through that journey of the, the ups and downs and the, or the roller coaster ride or the, you know, the unknown and the uncertainty and the trial and error of figuring things out. Right. So. I agree totally. And then it gets harder when you are a little older and uh, if you have <laughs> a corporate background, it, it gets harder. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to hear no. <laughs> uh, because yeah, that is what you will hear a lot, right? When you are starting your own company and do that. So you hear more no's than yes. But when you are in the corporate job, it is the reverse, right? Yes, you, yeah. you have authority to say yeah. no to people. <laughs> you don't hear no's. So that is a big uh, learning curve. And those are important learning. I mean, uh, when I started, there is one thing I did was I took the the corporate experience out of my head mm. and I I came up with the mindset that I am starting life all over again from the kindergarten like yes. that. Yes. So that is the mindset. I did that helped me uh, to learn and uh, face those family, I mean, face all those negativity and then sure. pressure and all of them. Yeah. But uh, still, and uh, the most important thing is I, I'm doing what I love the most. So I'm okay for facing those things for the things which I love the most. So that's awesome. So <laughs> um, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges and maybe uh, a fellow business owner or entrepreneur that came alongside you and helped you get through that. Um. I mean, uh, can you repeat the question again? Uh, yeah, what's what's one of the biggest challenges you've had so far and and who's somebody that helped you to get through that? Challenges, yeah. I, I mean, it depends on the moment of my journey, okay? Yeah. It's not, I mean, in the beginning, I had different challenges and then at a later stage, another challenge, so on and so forth. So I, I mean, I can tell you uh, what challenges I face today Okay, uh, because uh, past is past because you face the challenge and you overcome, next challenge will come and you keep overcoming. So, the I mean, at this point, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, 
I learned the, the many of the uh, many aspects of the entrepreneurship over the time, and I keep myself, but uh, I'm helping. Uh, I mean, I'm pushing myself further and further ahead. And uh, at this point, um, uh, uh, you, you know, the I always had four things. Uh, my growth is, I mean, my company's growth is four pronged approach. Number one is traction increase. That's number one and uh, team expansion, fundraising, and startup growth. Mm. What I mean by startup growth is, uh, you know, visibility, you know, to present CarrierSoft in different places and, uh, you know, make uh, b- being present in uh, uh, in people's mind, you know, potential customers' mind and all of them. So that is the, uh, these are the four-pronged approaches. I always maintain that. Currently, uh, uh, I mean, as a CEO, I always have uh, three things in my mind. That is my primary goal. Number one is setting up the vision for the company and hire people with good talent and keep them. Third one is make sure company has money so that I can keep the team and build a product. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the three things. Setting up the vision does not cost you much. Right, but keeping the team and fundraising, they are connected with each other. So that is my biggest challenge always. As an entrepreneur, I always face the challenges with the funding. Yeah, uh, you know, I and uh, that is my primary responsibility to raise money into the company, and that helps the company running for some more time. So that is our biggest challenge. Yeah. So. This has been the challenge from the beginning and we were getting help on that part. So like I told you, we won the past, we won some of the uh, accelerator, um, Purdue Research Foundation accelerator program. We got uh, some funding and ISBDC INTAP program. We got some grants and uh, NSF, we got funding and uh, we won comeback capital ball pitch competition. We got some funding and health wildcatters, we got some funding and we got some other grants as well. But we grew a little bit higher, so we need more money uh-huh. okay, and bring more people. So that is our always challenge. Uh, so I, I we all so far I have overcome that, but I'm confident that we will overcome that also always. But money need will always be there for any startup, I would say that. That's my biggest challenge as well. Yeah. So and then who uh, who do you go to to help you th- with that, those challenges? Who, what are the types of people that you can reach out to, to to help you through that? Again, it depends on the challenge. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes technical challenge, sometimes is the business oh, with model. The fund- right, with the fundraising, I mean, how do you? Oh, with the fundraising. I mean, we already have um, um, all three ecosystems. We are part of that. Yeah. Since they invested in us, yeah. they are uh, awesome. my first focal point. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, can- can you invest more or can you introduce us to additional investors? You know, they are the number one for me. And uh, we keep sending the need. I mean, I, I keep sending the need and everything through uh, all my stakeholders periodically. So they know what's going on there, what I need and all of them. So they are the number one. And they definitely are helping us to introduce to new investors and uh, you know continue the conversation and all of them. So awesome. that's my answer. <laughs> awesome, yeah, fantastic. We have already, uh, what, 18, um, 
uh, Elevate Ventures, I forgot to mention Elevate Ventures, they also invested in that. So Purdue Research Foundation, Elevate Ventures, and uh, Comeback Capital, Right Side Capital, and uh, uh, Health Wildcater, and one more investor. So all of them are, are already wonderful. <laughs> but Jisha, if I asked you to pick three people in your entrepreneur journey that you're most grateful for them being there for you, who are those three people and how they help you? Um, it's very difficult to pinpoint one person. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> so when you, <laughs> I, I told you that are uh, the three ecosystem, I would yeah. say, uh, because, you know, the initial stage is the really, really hardest one. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that uh, the teaching and then bearing with my ignorance and uh, coaching me and uh, patiently coaching me. All of them is very hard on their part more than me. Okay, so <laughs> I'm extremely thankful to Purdue Foundry first because the interesting part is when I went through the Purdue Foundry program, I am I was assigned uh, only one EAR, Entrepreneur in Residence, who works with me, uh, help, helps me to coach. Okay, so, but they already had more than eight EARs in Purdue Foundry. And I worked with all eight of them. <laughs> so <laughs> that is why it is very difficult for me to pinpoint one person sure. in that ecosystem. So, and uh, the result of my working with them closely and then the trust they had in me resulted in investment from Purdue Research Foundation. That is the key part, right? Oh, so, yeah. And then they introduced me to the next uh, G Beta group and all of them. So, that is important because in when you are growing as an entrepreneur, networking is important, which mm -hmm. I, that was another biggest lesson I learned, um, how important network is, you know, because when they introduced me to somebody else, they definitely took the call, took mm -hmm. my call and then talked to me. Right. If I made a cold call, they would have 70% of the chance they would not even respond to me back. Okay, right. so that is the biggest help because their their reputation is also at stake, yeah. right? So, and then they introduced me to the G Beta group, and then G Beta still uh, introduced me to the next uh, the Health Wildcatter Accelerator program. All three of them still keep on introducing me to the investors, and uh, that that's mm -hmm. the most important need like that. So, when we are in need of fundraising, we know who to send an email and have the first call. Yeah. Okay. So, and they are there. They are our, our backbone. They are holding us like three pillars. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that is what they, I, I want to give credit to all three of them, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Jim Rohn says that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for entrepreneurs or business owners who are trying to do it on their own, who aren't reaching out to other people for help? Yeah. And uh, you said uh, five people, right? Average of five people whom you hang out with. Yeah. But uh, I would add at a given time, okay? <laughs> because I interact with more than 50 people. <laughs> because <laughs> all the ecosystem, everybody is not just uh, one person, right? So sure. it's a group of, because they all have investors group, advisors group, mentors group, all three of them are. So I have a lot of resources whom I can go and uh, uh, for a specific question to talk and get answers from. So that is, I want to add yeah. that point to your first part of your one. 
The second one is, um, I mean, like I tell, as an entrepreneur, I just cross my kindergarten education. That's what I feel that. Okay, <laughs> there is a lot of uh, you know uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, college graduation. There's a lot of stages are there. I'm going one by one. Okay, and um, I, I mean, I wouldn't call that as an advice, but I can share with you uh, what uh, I followed. So if that suits to others who wanted to start on your own, if it helps, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. Uh, otherwise, you have to find your own uh, niche because every entrepreneur has a different journey. Mm -hmm. Because since I uh, worked with a lot of startups here, interact with all of them, and uh, everybody has a different journey. Uh, like I told you, going from point A to point B, some have gone in five minutes, some took several hours, some of them it takes still going on, a lot of things, right? But emotions are the same. You know, the roller coaster mindset and then what you face every day, those are all same regardless of any startups, okay? Sure. So for me, there are two things. Uh, before I embark on the journey, on the entrepreneurial journey, as I mentioned earlier, I was soaking this idea for two, three uh, years, whether I can do it or not, because although I have got no clue about that, whether I have, uh, I can do it or not. Because entrepreneurship, simple definition is converting or um, converting an idea into a commercial product by taking high risk. Mm. The operative word is the high risk part. Okay, idea to um, product you can do anywhere, but by taking high risk is the operative things. Because that is what it is. And um, I analyzed myself whether I have that high risk-taking ability or not. Right. Because uh, when I started entrepreneurship, I have lived long enough. My, I went through graduation and all of them. So I went back. I have uh, the taking high risk um, uh, mentality uh, in me. So that is what prompted me to embark on the journey. So that I would consider whether you are having that high risk-taking ability in you. Okay. And that is one thing. But once you embark into the journey, it's again a lot of roller coaster ride. But uh, simple, simply put, we know where to go with the company. Hmm. Set up the vision and where to go, make a plan yeah. and take one day at a time. Uh, because too much of information, it uh, that is one of the key lessons I learned uh, later. But I didn't have this idea before. But mm -hmm. since I went through the journey, uh, this is a key lesson. One of the key lessons I learned that helped me to reduce the uh, uh, stress mm. uh, and see things clearly for today. Yeah. Uh, because rather than getting overwhelmed with what's going on and uh, we cannot go, we cannot do anything, what to do tomorrow, what's going to happen day after tomorrow and all of them, because there's going to be a lot of sleepless nights and uh, uh, stressful moments and uh, within a day or sometimes within an hour it's like indiana climate you know within a day <laughs> you get rain you get the snow and you get sun and you get cold all of them you get in a day right so that is the entrepreneurial journey entrepreneurial life okay so this is something happens so that way if you take one day at a time and mm -hmm. keep making progress that reduces the stress and then keep you going I would say that.
So these are the two things I said. Before you embark, think whether you have high risk taking ability. Second thing is once you get in, take one day at a time after setting up the goal, where you want to go. So. Awesome. Love it. Thank you for sharing your journey. And, and I know you you didn't want it to be advice, but I will suggest to everyone listening, I think that is a great thing to ponder, whether that fits for you. Um, we won't call it advice, but you know, something to to reflect on and, and exactly it fits into to your individual um, journeys. Um, I really like the one day at a time because the reality is we can't change the past and we can't uh, we can't change or impact you know, a month from now, but we can impact today and the things that we focus on today can make a difference for tomorrow. So. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, any idea you are starting in that one, choose the one you like the most. Mm. Uh, that's important. Once you choose that idea, which, which you can, I mean, it's likable and uh, then think of your ability for taking risk and then you will start uh, you will face all those ups and downs uh, without any much of stress. It's part of the life like that. But if you chose the one which you don't like it, you are in big trouble. <laughs> it's very difficult to face those the, all those uh, you know stresses. Yes. <laughs> Rajesh, yeah, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people who have helped you along your journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Thank you. That's important uh, because I have said, I have shared my thanks to all of them in uh, in uh, many times in person mm -hmm. and in other podcasts and other, um, uh, you know, uh, press materials and all of them. I will continue doing the same. And uh, because I never thought when I started the company, I would be having these many people uh, who are, who will, who are willing to help me. Mm -hmm. I never thought that. Uh, because that is the biggest one. Otherwise, it would be really, really hard. Uh, if I think back, uh, especially in India, I want to give credit to Indiana as well, because I didn't know Indiana promotes uh, entrepreneurship this much mm -hmm. until I started the company. So uh, uh, fortunately, Party Foundry uh, initially carried me, I would say. And then uh, generator carried me, and then health whale care helped me, and you know the whole uh, combination that that helps my build my resume. So I'm always thankful to all three ecosystem, and uh, but they are still doing that. Okay, yeah. it's not that it's an endpoint or something. So I'm extremely grateful, and uh, whatever I am as an entrepreneur, and uh, they all three played a major role. And uh, that's what I would thank them. But if we ask them, they would say, uh, Rajesh is more coachable. That's why we helped him like that. But uh, still, they don't have to, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, on and off, I go back and think myself how I was four or five years back. And I feel more grateful to all of them because at that time, I was not much of knowledgeable in this area. And they yeah. patiently listened to me. And then try to help me and if they couldn't help and they made introduction to other people who can help and so on and so forth so that i'm blessed with that i i'm extremely thankful to all of them and they still continue doing that so because of that i feel uh stronger <laughs> rajis it's uh been a pleasure having you on the show today thank you so much for uh being part of our journey and and sharing uh your journey with us 
Thank you very much for having me on your show. I really appreciate uh, your effort, as I mentioned in the beginning. So thank you once again. I hope uh, this interview helps other entrepreneurs <laughs> or uh, who are interested to start their own and uh, helps them to be prepared. <laughs> Wonderful. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Miss show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help uh, spread this movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care.